got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting down the stars. Yeah, but when it rains and it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah, and I've been reading. <laughs> We're muted. Yeah, it helps if we unmute yeah. ourselves. <laughs> doing doing the good process here. Hey, so welcome to Put That Coffee Down, episode number two. Two. Yeah, I'm Dooner. That is Kevin Hill. And we're here to talk about filling that funnel. Filling Filling that funnel. Filling that funnel. Now everybody has to run to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> of course, hey, you know what? We'll start with a quote. We love to start with a quote, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. Maybe you guys can guess where this one is from. Maybe I should do it first before I give it away. I'll let you uh, guess, all right? Yeah, so it'll be a guessing game. And there is no such thing as no sales call. A sale is made on every call you make. Either you sell the client some stock or he sells you a reason he can't. Either way, a sale is made. The only question is who is going to close, you or him. Now be relentless. That's it. I'm done. Great quote. <laughs> that is a great quote. It's a great scene, too. Yes. It really is. Both, both of his scenes in that movie mm-hmm. were, were top-notch. Yes. Uh, like sales motivation 101. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah, so he did the. Um, is, there was a sales. Uh, that 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 quotes from the sales scene. Yes. Of of the pep talk, but his interview. Yeah. Where he did the group interview. Yeah. That was another great one. Yes, but what what is his character's name and what movie is it? Well, I the the, the movie is Boiler Room. Yes. And his name is uh, Joe Jones or something like that. No, Jim, Mike Young. Jones? Jim, Jim Young. Jim Young. Jim Young. Jim Jim Young. Yes. Hey guys, their phone lines are open. I'll show four. What does that say? Four two three seven seven zero. No, it's four two three seven one zero nine seven seven seven. Four two three seven one zero nine seven seven seven. Dial in. We got a question on YouTube. We missed this one when it went live. It was from Andrew Faith, and he said, mm-hmm. "What networking events would have the best opportunities for finding people with freight to move, trade shows, logistics conferences, or just golf courses?" Uh, anywhere where people are that that move that ship things, right? Yeah. So it could be any of the three. Well, a lot of so I mean, at a lot of logistics conferences, what you're going to find is that it's a bit of a bug hunt. It is. You're going to yeah. find a lot of service providers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So any shipper conference, you're going to find the majority are 3PLs, asset base, looking for shippers. Everyone's always looking for shippers. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the toughest nut to crack, really. Because everyone is looking for shippers, so any conference you go to, it's a lot of service providers, just like you said, looking for shippers. So uh, you just have to, to battle through, battle battle through that. Now, what about trade shows? How do you feel about those? I like trade shows. Yeah, I mean anywhere where you can network, anywhere where you can raise your profile, anywhere you can can almost or or have the shot of getting in front of a shipper or yeah. your customers, it's good. I've always had a really good uh, re- result with trade shows. With trade shows. With so trade shows, do you yeah. go right up to the booth and hit on them? Because I know that they are trying to sell. They're trying to put their output out there. So it always can create an awkward conversation. Do you wait until like the mixer afterwards? And how do you approach that? So so basically, I'll do both, right? It really depends on how desperate I am as well. Yeah. Right? So how basically, desperate are you? How desperate are you? And there's been certainly times where I've been desperate enough to where I just hit every booth because I have to I have to have sales. I have to fill that funnel. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. So I do that, but I always hit the mixers too. Always, always hit the mixers. Yeah, you got it. You because, can't stay in the I mean, hotel room. No, that's that's the that is the um, the worst thing you could ever do is pay the money to go to a, a conference or a trade show, and then once the conference is, is done for the day, like 5 o'clock, you go up to your hotel room. 
Yeah. That is just wasted money because yeah. money is made after hours. You don't don't send those reps to. A lot of reps go and then they they just hang out around their own booth. They only talk to their own people. Mm-hmm. They only talk to the clicks that they know. Going to those type of events is to meet new people. And if you see your reps doing that, you're in charge of them. Don't send that rep again. They're wasting your time. They're exactly. wasting your money. And you could put a better person in that spot and freight we talk about capacity but in sales you have capacity too and that's the time of your sales force and the resources you're going to spend and budget towards them and it's very expensive to, to go to trade shows and the lead time or the, the the pipeline time of those leads is 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 long right, right. because you have to, to put in the time and effort and, and get in front of them then you have to go uh, re re-engage them re-engage them and maybe see them at two or three different trade shows and become kind of, you know, part of the crowd or part of that conference crowd uh, before you really start having really good conversations and can move that that ball along the, the sales process. So what about this one? Patrick O'Laughlin is sponsoring company. Happy Hour is a good way to find freight to move. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Yeah? I, I, mean, I, I guess, I guess depends, so. Really. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, any idea is good. Everybody likes a free drink. You know, I mean, everyone loves a free drink, so <laughs> it's not the worst idea I've ever ever heard. And really, I mean, it, it depends on your style, right? Because I have tried a lot of different things, and a lot of things didn't work, but I didn't know if they're going to work until I tried them. And life is all about a process of elimination. Yeah. So until you do that, until you, you risk doing something that might not work, you're not going to get very far. Today joining us will be Benjamin Kaplan, all right? He's coming in in uh, about 20 minutes from now. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to him about what it's like working at a big place like Covenant, managing a ton of sales guys, managing that funnel, that pipeline. Because today, what are we talking about? What do we survey we're, the world about? We're talking about filling the funnel. Yeah. And that's the most important thing that you can do as a salesperson. You can be the greatest closer, but if you don't have a funnel, you don't have anyone to close. Yeah, we, right? we will, And we talked about leads on the first episode, so yeah. if you missed it, Go back. We talked about leads and we got into social selling and how to fill those leads, sending out newsletters, great way, doing lead magnets, however you go about getting them. But then you got to start putting those leads in the funnel. And those are your top of funnels right there. Those are your top of funnels. And you start having to know to work those leads, whether it's prospecting, getting meetings set. You know, basically, if you're calling people and you, you need to have a meeting or, or a phone call, you yeah. know, a demo or a, a phone meeting. Uh, for a dedicated time, unobstructed, you know, basically have a, a prospect focus, then what you need to to do is is not try to sell everything at once. Yeah. If you need to, to set up a meeting, if that's your sell cycle, to set up a meeting, just sell the meeting. First just phone sell call, the meeting? Just sell the meeting. That, that's all you have to sell. And I, I, I get in, I, I've done this before. I've seen a lot of people do it. It's like, all you need is a meeting. Why are you pitching the entire product? Why are you taking oh, through, yeah. you know, on, off a cold call? Someone yeah. might have 30 seconds and you're trying to pitch everything in 30 seconds. Ooh, I, I have if, a... Um, if you want to set a meeting, just pitch the meeting. I have a LinkedIn wall of shamer that we'll read near the end of the show. Oh, but yeah. uh, just it's classic. Terrible. It, I mean, it's the classic terrible pitch, right? So yeah. let's say top of funnels, your initial interaction. You say that, you send that connection on LinkedIn. Hey, I, I, we were going to say ministry. I just want to connect with you. Great. I yeah. accepted it. You already got through stage one in the funnel. Now you've qualified me as a lead. So what do you do next that you qualified me? You send me a generic cut and paste email. What are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why? No, it was, and it's a horrible cut and paste email. It too. was terrible. It, it was horrible. There, there's ways to get around that to have really good cut and paste emails. Well, this was say, horrible. Well, because it was all about me. It was well, all about me. This is my company. This, blah, 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 blah. No uh, one it really dense. 
right? Yes. I mean, it's not broken up. And you just look at this wall of words, and you're like, I, I don't even want to read that. Also, I'm a freak media guy. Like, what do you like? I know, right? <laughs> you know, irrelevant. I know. To me. You, you, what was it's it? relevant to like years lending, old experience. You, yeah. Or is it what, asset based lending for your trucks? Something was that what like it was? That. I don't know. We'll go. I, I get those later. all the time too. And I'm like, uh, but I hear what you're saying. A lot of people they'll pick up the phone. They'll go, okay, I got a lead. I got a name on here. I figured out. I'm going to call up the company. They're going to do that cold call. And instead of finding out the person's problem, doing any mm-hmm. of that kind of discovery, really doing the research, they'll jump right into that, pull the string on the back of the doll, just press play. They'll go into like that 30, 90, uh, two and a half minute spiel. And I want to tell you this. You should t- you know what you should take on that first phone call before, before you call anybody with it. Get one of those mm-hmm. like speed chess timers. Yes. And if you were talking for more than 30 seconds, shut your mouth. As my dad said, he listened to our first show and he said, great, great show. My dad, very successful salesperson. It's a great show, but you guys didn't mention enough that you need to learn to shut up, which is ironic because we're, we're talking all the time. You, you too. And one of, the, one of the first training sessions, media's training sessions, I had at Freight Waves with Emily Zink. It was basically, she had the timer out and she's like, you're going you're gonna to pitch this or you're going to do this segment in 20 seconds. Yeah. 50 seconds. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And basically, until we got in under 20 seconds for our, our spill on, on camera, we, we had to redo it, redo it, redo it. And it really, really uh, impressed upon me uh, the, the, the power of sound bites, 15, 20 second bites. You know, so I saw this interesting thing online, and there's so much crossover in sales. Like, we're talking about funnels. We're also going to be talking about cold calls. We'll do a whole episode in that. But basically, with your initial top of the whole funnel three sales, months of episodes, you're right on your cold calls, right? Yeah. So I saw a couple of tips and there's always tips that I want, especially on like LinkedIn or if I'm listening to a good podcast, I'll pull out. Let me t- tell me what you think of this one. So when surveyed 80 and this was called cold callings, not dead. Okay. When surveyed, 82 percent of B2B buyers said they accepted meetings from salespeople who reached out to them in the last 12 months. And 69 percent of buyers accepted cold calls from new providers. The rain group also found that top performers earned the lion's share of results, generating 2.7 times more meetings than the rest of their team and closing more deals that stop the debate. Cold calling still works. Stop being lazy. And there's a couple check marks here. It says, I don't want your script or a fancy opener. I want to know why you're calling. Yes. Super important, right? Straight to the point. And that's a, it goes back to if you need to set up a meeting with somebody, sell the meeting. Yeah. Don't, don't try to sell your service, you know, whether that's freight brokers or asset-based sales or technology. Sell the meeting. Give them a reason why they need to, to sit down with you. And then that's it. And just close it off. You know, just a few minutes, 30 minutes of your time. But here, okay, so this one, the next one conflicts okay, yeah. with what you're saying. It's but, but, gonna, but cold like calling the, is not dead whatsoever. Th- that, of course not. But the second one says, I don't want to schedule an appointment. I want to know the value of continuing the conversation. Well, that's what you have to do to, to set the appointment is give the value. Then that's all the value you have to give. Yeah. The value of continuing the, the, the conversation. Don't try to, to oversell or, or go through everything, you know, like diary of the mouth. Yeah. Like a, a lot of salespeople have, uh, they want to spit out everything about themselves, their company, their service. Just give them enough, a, a little teaser, teaser for them to, to meet with you again. That's all you have to do. Next bullet. And there's, there's a fine art. Next bullet. I don't want to buy your product. Stop selling me. Another big important point, right? A lot of salespeople, they think that that they're not going to get no. You're always going to get no. Expect no on your first call. No is fine. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of no's. Don't try and close on your first call every single time you try to call somebody, especially in freight sales. We're moving boxes of freight, man. I know. So, so basically, 
it's multiple touches, which we'll see on the survey. Yeah. You know, there's multiple touches. So basically, if someone tells you no, it just means no for right now or no to this specific thing. So if, if you approach them again, re, you know, basically figure out how to add value to it, how to switch the conversation, how to, to, to just go outside the box and, and offer them something new every single time. Then the other one here is I expect smart questions, not qualifying questions that feel like an interrogation. So don't just read off a list of, of 10 questions your sales manager gave that you should ask to qualify someone. They're going to know, they're going to hear it in your voice, and you're going to lack empathy. The problem with reading off scripts is it's hard to put empathy in your voice. It's a trained art. I do it all the time because i got to read news. But it takes a long time to really figure out how to get that and to put that out there and to be in the moment and not sound robotic. It is, you know, so if you're going off the script, I, I, I will say this. If you are going off the script, learn it inside and out. There's a great, uh, what is it, Reservoir Dogs? Sure. Where they had the whole scene of uh, Tim Roth, I, I think Tim Roth, right? Yeah. Reading the the thing, he's like, what is this? And it shows that progression to where he's learning it, then he's perfecting it, or learning it, and then understanding it, and then just completely going off, creating his own script of a natural story. Um Whenever, you know, he's in the bathroom and, and some railroad station <laughs> surrounded by cops, right? I just remember the Do scene you remember with, that? I remember seeing when Michael Madsen cuts the guy's ear off and covers it oh, with yeah, gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's Joker's in the middle. So here is a couple points, though, just to end on this before we get to the survey. Tom Short, who's a chief growth officer, he's, he, does, he says he does a lot of cold calls, believes in it, but he also thinks it's 100% mindset. And he said that he sets these four parameters for himself every day before calling. And I thought they were pretty good. Zero expectations. I don't need anything from the person I'm talking to. When our conversation ends, nothing in my life changes. That's very wise advice. It takes the pressure off of you too, right? If you, if you don't expect anything, you know, no expectations. And basically, it's not going to make your day or break your day. You just go and, and hit it hard every day. Uh, it, it just relaxes you, I yeah. think. I think a lot, of, a lot of it's head games, putting pressure on yourself. And if you just let go of a lot of that pressure, you, you kind of enjoy it more. Yeah. And you just you make those cold calls, and it's a contact business. The more activity you do, the more sales you're going to generate. I also like here that he says no regrets. It's, uh, he said, if I need to ask a question or turn into something they said, I ask. This is really important. I, I have to do this a lot as an interviewer. And I learned almost everything I did about interviewing from doing sales and having mm -hmm. to talk to people all the time and get information out of them and get them to start talking. And I always hate when interviewers want to script out a bunch of questions, especially in the form of sentences. I only like bullet points. I don't like full questions because then I can't react to what you're saying. I'm thinking more about the next question and trying to force you there instead of going with the natural flow of the dialogue. And that's a very important thing in sales. And that's why scripts are not that great. But they aren't because you, basically every buyer is different. Every salesperson is different. Everyone has their, their natural style. But of course, I, I guess if, you, if you're new coming into to, to, to freight sales, you probably need to go off a script for a little bit and yeah. you're, you're going to be horrible on the phone. Uh, it's just a natural part of life. The first time you do anything, the second time you do, third time, you're, you're pretty bad at it until you get good. Um, but yeah, if, if you have years of experience or if you know what, if you know where the, how to guide a conversation yeah. and, and you're the master of guiding an interview and that's all it is. Let me guide you to Patty Hinosa here. Patty Hinosa, uh, she helps companies more than freight in and out of Mexico. And she says, yeah. totally agree. The first call is to get the conversation started about your services. Patty, thanks for joining us. You know where I learned there. that? Where did you learn that one? Patty Hinojosa. She, she, she was my boss at one time. Okay, so she yeah, down, loves down, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, you're exactly. a good disciple. This is where I learned it. Russ Damien 
from uh, Gulick Freight Services Logistics says, what about if you talk multiple times with a customer, but they always say we are covered sorry? What do you say if you have trucks for them? Or he says, what to say you have trucks for them? And um, I, I think he means what do you say to finally get their freight? So, so basically, every time, every time they say no, you have to change your, your present or not your presentation, but you have to change your service. Yeah. You have to change the value proposition, right? So whether that's including, including different options, becoming more optionality. Uh, so, so basically, you have, to, you, you have to understand why they're saying no and, and present you know, value that, that, that takes that, that no away. Well, that makes when, sense. Well, that's when you, I, I like what I you're saying. I think I got lost and, my words. No, to further it, I think that's when you go into your quiver. So a lot of us don't work for, for freight forwarders. We work for 3PL. So we have more services than mm-hmm. just pulling the freight or just pulling the trucks. So that's when you try to pivot them to start a relationship, pivot them to another service you may have where you can really help them. Be like, look, I understand that you value the relationship you have with your forwarder. And I'm not here to cause issues with that or disrupt that. Uh, as, as much as a lot of freight tech companies love to yell disruption, disruption, disruption is not a good thing in supply chain. I don't want, I want to enhance what you do. I want to lay on top of what you do. I want to, I want to help you further that along. And this is kind of good when you're talking about the funnel because in the funnel, and this is a little bit of CRM management, but when you take that lead and he's top of funnel uh, and he, as, as he's going down your pipeline you, and you're stuck there, you're stuck and he's like, oh man, just can't close, can't close the freight. Mm-hmm. Pivot him to another LOB, pivot, pivot him over yeah. to another line of business. Maybe you can do freight auditing for him. Maybe you can do yeah. his bill auditing. Be like, you know what? We have a great bill auditing department. You probably want a third party to do that because you don't want the guy who's moving your freight to audit mm-hmm. his own bills. Sounds like a conflict of interest to me. Yeah. You just get creative, get creative with the service. And, you know, basically if they're going through the freight forwarder, find out who the freight forwarder is. Yeah. Go to the freight forwarder and see if you can work out a deal. Maybe you can help the freight forwarder. Sabotage them. Not really sabotage them, but (laughs) but basically maybe they don't want the domestic transportation. It's just a headache. It's like, Hey, I, you know, we have this customer or this prospect in in, that, that we're sharing right now, or maybe that I want to get in on, Yeah, you know, what are your, you know, do you even want the domestic business? I can take that over for you. Here's you one, just have to be creative. One last one was peer-to-peer, and I, I think this might be the most valuable one of all, and it's don't put anyone on a pedestal. It doesn't matter who they are. Just remember it's person-to-person. Remember they're another person like you, and if you can bring value into their life through your services, it, that much better. And if you can't, I mean, I guess be, uh, be, a, good, be a good liar. I don't want to say yeah. liar, but I mean... Yeah. If you work for a bad company, and sometimes you do, and it's tough when they really want to keep... I worked for one broker, and they... They were really weak on a lane, but for some reason, the salesman was like, we really need to build out this lane. Yeah. So they started KPIing everyone very harshly to this one lane. And I hated it because I was like, you know what? Our service isn't good on here. And if I win business on this, great. I got a quarter of business. But then what about the next three quarters? And when they never use me again, I it know, just right? completely ruined something in my funnel. I, I know, right? So, so if it's a bad lane, you can't cover it or, or you can't provide the service. Uh, you're going to spend all this time landing someone who's going to use you once or twice and then adios. Well, okay. And, and Pat, uh, Patrick O'Loughlin and, and Andrew Morano, they both said, thank you for answering their questions. Yeah, guys, sorry. We missed them last time. We didn't have the uh, YouTube open. We have it open today. And we also have someone monitoring it for us. So we appreciate your feedback there. All right, let's get to this survey. Like Scott Hall yeah. used to say on WCW Nitro, Hey, yo, survey time. <laughs> You do this every time. You're the captain of surveys. You send them out to everybody. We work on these questions. We really want the feedback of the community mm-hmm. and and what they're hearing from us. So the first one that came up, the first slide that we looked at was our the first question yeah. was how do you track your sales funnel, right? And and 
you know, I, I, I wish CRMs was a little bit higher than two thirds. Yeah. Uh, spreadsheets and, and emails still make up, I, what you, you combine that about 20, uh, only about 20%. So one out of five people keep track of their sales and funnels in, in either a spreadsheet or, or, or an email, which is, is not good. I'm glad you made that call out too, because if you look on here, it, you know, the bar looks big compared to spreadsheet, TMS, EML, a little, Little black, little black book <laughs> or, or iPhone. Sorry about that beeping. Yeah. We're connected by Bluetooth because the phone lines yeah. are open. By the way, it's four two three seven one zero nine seven seven. Good reminder from the phone doing that. Yeah, uh, more people use a little black book than an iPhone. Yes, I guess because they're not a little including- black book. Do you think that's because they're not including apps? Like if you use a CRM like Salesforce, and you also use the app, you would just say CRM is an answer there. I, you know, I, I think you'd just say CRM. If you're using Salesforce, it doesn't really yeah. matter whether it's on phone or not. But, you know, some people, it's, it's like, kind of like your email, too, or your contact list. And you, you, I guess you spend yeah. half an hour a night going through your contact list and, and figuring out who you haven't called in a long time. Okay, I would say that I know that you say it's disappointing that and because the bar looks so much bigger than everything else mm-hmm. that just under 70 percent. It looks, hey, okay, uh, CRM's doing great. But, I mean, it should be 99 or 100%. It if, should, yes. If we're being honest, and if you've run a sales or marketing department, you've tried to integrate a TMS like I have in the past, you'll find that a lot of sales reps, um, especially ones that have been in the business for a while and are a little bit tech-averse, they tend to do that thing like just searching their email for their leads and keeping track of it up in here. Head, yeah. uh, and I think that more actually use their phone like notepad and stuff, that they're not putting here and they're putting bs inside of this crm so then when it comes to you the salesman yeah you look at the funnel and it's it's uh and that's what i'm really looking forward to talking about ben kaplan about uh kaplan or about yes i i I am too because i and as a salesperson i was always horrible at filling out the crm yeah until i i started managing salespeople and then you know i was i was the 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 best one putting the information in because I, i saw the value at that point well, I'll tell you, it's it, just a it, distraction of my day as a salesperson. It's like social so, media, but, right? It's like social media. You have to start, you, you have to use it a whole bunch in order to, um, in order to, in order to really get those get fundamentals, the habit. It, yeah, because yeah, it does take habit. It, it really does. And it, it, no one likes to sit around and, and fill out paperwork. No. Or, or fill out, you know, I made a call. Yeah, it can be tedious. No answer. And I would say that sometimes people, and you can customize Salesforce quite a bit. And sometimes mm-hmm. people just have way too many. Uh, parameters to fill in on there, like really narrow it down. Only make your rep put in, you know, five or ten things. You have yeah. too much stuff. Uh, options are good much. unless you get too many options and yeah. you just accept every, you know, you, yeah. you integrate everything into it and it just becomes this wild behemoth. You don't want process to destroy results. You, you do not. Okay, so then the next question that we sent out was, what are the main sales KPI stats your company uses to track sales funnels? Surprises here, cold calls was was really high up, right? Yeah. Half of them were like, cold calls is the most important. Mm-hmm. In our pre-show meeting with Benjamin, who's going to be in here, he said that cold calls is, is a big one. It's a big one. So, so you have the start of the funnel kind of uh, with the cold call. Yeah. Where you get to qualifying and, and all of that. And you have the end where you really see the results when you close. So basically, it doesn't really surprise me that those two stand out the, the highest and everything else in the middle kind of gets overlooked a little bit. Now, what do you think about cold emails being so low? Is that a holdover from uh, a uh, an ancient time where email and stuff and technology have always been looked at as kind of averse in our mm-hmm. business? Or is it always going to be that sort of fundamental in sale that your manager wants to see you hitting the numbers? 
hitting the numbers or hitting the bricks. Yeah, they want to see you on the phone, really engaging with customers. Uh, the, the good thing about cold email and one of the positives is, you know, you can make 50 calls a day. Yeah. You, you get to talk to five, 10 people. Basically, you can send out 5,000 emails a day yeah. and get that same ratio. Talk to about five people. Yeah, but see, the right? emails, we, we can automate. You should be automating yeah, you, your emails. Yes, yeah. Like, during your day, you should maybe be spending an hour or two a week at least administering that. Make mm -hmm. sure your drip campaigns are yeah. good. Make sure the right people are on there. All these companies that claim they have, like, these great AI-based email marketing, your wonky stuff is going to yeah. get sent out, especially if it pulls from your CRM and some rep put someone's first name and so where their last name is supposed to go, it's going to say Mr. Joe or, you know, it, mm -hmm. all those yeah, kind of things. Cold emails only work if you know how to write good cold emails. Yeah. And part of that is being very brief, uh, under 120 words, very readable, you know, no wall of words. Yeah. And, uh, and really highly customizing with company names, people's names, and in and, and spots where it looks like it's, it's hand-tailored. Sure. And, but, you know, it's just on the drip. Like you took out the quill. Exactly right. Uh, some people may wonder why close ratio isn't higher, but I just think that's because you're going to close less than you call. So you, at times you really have yeah. to judge on effort versus uh, results, even though results are highly important. And there's always going to be a time when your sales manager, if you're on the bubble, they're going to pull your number. And if it's not where they want it to be, you're going to get that email. Bring in your uh, your your cell phone and your laptop at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, exactly right. So, so the 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 the, more, the most successful salespeople that I know are the best prospectors. The, yeah. the, the, they they make the most call, most calls, right? Uh, you don't really have to be a great closer if you can make ten times the calls that, that anyone else does, mm. or maybe twenty percent more. Well, right. Talking I mean, about prospecting, a great equalizer. Talk about prospecting. A big part of that is yeah. how much research you do before that cold call. It is. That's you doing. It. That's not the cold stuff. That's not the automation. That's you going out and doing the research. So on this slide here. Anything that surprises you, we had none. Uh, when we first had this out, with the first 60 mm -hmm. people who answered, uh, under five minutes was it was huge. It was. It, it was, was like huge, 60%. Yeah. Fortunately, the 6 yeah. to 15-minute people came in and made that look a little bit more palatable. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think you can really research anyone over 15 minutes. If yeah. you never have a conversation, if, these, if this is a cold lead, yeah. it should probably be five to 10 minutes. And if you're a quick learner, I mean, you can take a look. Take a look at the person you're calling's LinkedIn, mm -hmm. right? Big, big yeah. secret here. Go take a look at their LinkedIn. Yeah. See if they wrote any posts, though. Here's a tip that maybe not a lot of people take. So people have egos, right? And people like to hear their own voice or hear ideas they've said. So a, a great insight into people is that they've written an article before, because yes. you can start using their own language. I don't want to say against them or weaponize it, but you can start speaking how that you can be that chameleon. Yeah. So, so basically I worked for a conference company at one point in, in New York and basically we had to get our own leads. We'd go to the company website. We were selling to, to uh, attorneys. So it made it a little bit easier uh, because they always write stuff and they have it published out, but you know, name, contact information, uh, what kind of law firm. And then one of the fields we had to fill out was our hook. Mm. So that was something in the news something published on their website that we could yeah. come out with the first hook. You know, hey, I, you know, Mr. Johnson, I, I saw where you just published this. It was really interesting. And to, to skim through there and find something that, uh, you know, at least makes it look like you know what you're talking about. Right? Sure. I really liked what you said about this. You know, do you have a few minutes for, for us to talk? You need that bridge. That's Why it. does what you do apply to what they yeah. do? You can't just jump across it. You need You need a logical bridge that they understand. 
And a lot of times people keep that logical bridge in their head and they jump across. Don't do it. Oh, yeah. So anyone who contacts us, I know us, I really like your podcast, especially. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read the entire thing. Yeah, and we're going to read them out, too. We're going to read it out. At the end of the show, we're going to do a shout-out to you guys out there. And by the way, one more time, phone lines are open, 423-770-9777. Dial us up. Uh, On average, how many touches does it take to close each new customer? Surprises here. Not really. It it takes a long time. Yeah. In any industry, it takes a lot of time, six to eight. I think seven is the number that I hear over and over for whatever industry. You have to make seven contacts. So basically, you're going to have to basically prospect, uh, present, probably represent, close, probably reclose again, reclose once more time before you get a signed contract or uh, be able to participate in any kind of uh, any kind of RFP. Yeah, you know, basically quotes. You have to quote maybe two or three times before you can actually get an agreement. So six to eight, even uh, above that, for like a closed lead in in freight sales. Is about normal. Hey, man, what if you start that interaction with, you send out a LinkedIn request, right? Yes. Interaction one. Yeah. Interaction two, you like one of their posts. Interaction three, you comment on one of their posts. Interaction four, you share one of their posts and put a good comment to it. Interaction five, you share an article with them about something going on in the industry. Mm-hmm. And then inter- then six, you actually kind of start talking about how you can how you can have that meeting and talk about, oh, maybe our business interests align. Yeah. And, and maybe on that that it might be 14 or 15 touches, but it doesn't really matter. As long as you're incrementally getting better results or entrenching yourself, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's 7 or 14 or, or 15, um, as long as you're getting positive feedback. Now, if you never hear a word out of that person, yeah. then you know that there's a, a time where you just move on. Yeah. And not, you, you got to go forever, find someone but, else, too. Yeah, just yeah. like any relationship. Yeah. You know, If, you, if they're not giving you the time exactly. of day, there's other fish in the sea. There is, and if you have a full funnel... Yeah. It doesn't matter. You just go on to the next one. Go right, on to the next one. Let's bring our guest right. in here. It's time for Benjamin Kaplanor from Covenant. 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence starts. 6, 5, 4, Woo! 3, here he comes. 2, 1, 0, all engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Yeah. Wow. You made it the whole countdown. <laughs> Hey, thanks know, for joining right? us. So, uh, as we're talking today, we're talking about filling the funnel, the sales funnel. Right. You're joining us from right down the street. We're in, what is that, Warehouse Row over there where you guys are located? Yeah, Signal Mill. Signal, Signal Mill. Or Shore. Yeah. yeah. Covenant. So it's, a, it's a nice nice office, a beautiful office. You thanks. guys took me over there uh, about a year ago. You guys moved in? We moved just, in uh, April, April last year. April uh, last year. Really excited yeah. about it. It's been a great move for us. Very I li- good. I live right on, I'm not going to give away where I live, but I live on the other side of you guys. Okay. Uh, where yeah. we're there with my kids all the time. Great little area. Uh, Covenant Transport, tell just people who are not familiar, what do you guys do? So Covenant Transport is a large... Oh, should, should we have oh. him do his pitch? Yeah, let's do right, 30 right. seconds. Oh, no. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah we're going to start you right Not out sure. in the boiler room. Yeah. All right. So Ben Kaplaner, I'm Vice President of Customer Service at Covenant Transport. I manage the brokerage division of our, uh, of our offering. Um, we have uh, capacity available today and looking to fill certain needs. Wanted to call and talk to you guys about what those needs are and uh, see if they fit uh, some of offerings that we have available to you. So um, do you guys uh, offer any truckload movements or I'm running out of time here. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You did good. Yeah, you did good. It, it's also, it's it's kind of hard to come in because what, what, right? what are we, we got media right here. All right. We're yeah. off. We're yeah. Off, you we're, know, we're off the elevator. We're off the elevator, but you know, yeah. you have an interesting background and one thing that I liked, and if you go check out his LinkedIn, which I do before I talk to anybody on earth, 
I checked yes. to see if they linked, and I know that right. you're a bulldog, for example. I am. Yeah, I know that. State. And I know that you have a, so if I was going to sales call you, I know that you have a background in operations, and you did that before you did sales. I did. I've actually been in trucking for a while, about 25 years now, and uh, run a little bit of uh, customer side, uh, and carrier side, as well as um, involved in the asset operations. There you go. Yeah. There you go. U.S. Express before this, right? Yeah. And, um, so I've worked with some great brands, uh, yeah. Covenant, U.S. Express, um, along the way. So yeah. been a good very ride. good. Very so good. So, so at Covenant. Oh, oh I was just to find out if that if he thinks that that helps or not. Because some sales reps they come into the business, and I've worked with them, sort of the greenhorns. They have mm-hmm. no they have no concept of they have to learn a lot at one in one time. They have a lot flying out. They have to learn supply chain. They have to learn how trucking works, and then they also have to sell it where. You get operational people who come in, they are they understand all of that stuff, but sometimes the problem there can be then they overthink people's problems. Correct, yeah. And so I, uh, I go on joint sales calls with our, our sales team uh, quite often uh, just to offer that operational input to the sale, which I believe is very important. Um, and being involved in the day-to-day is extremely important. So having someone there alongside the salesperson to help um, that conversation really really works well. Yeah, I've always found, you know, so I was a freight broker, then I started selling the freight brokers, and it was infinitely easier to, to wrap my mind around selling to, to freight brokers after being in their shoes, right? Of course. So I, I know what their pain points are. I, I know the frustrations of the job. I know my, what my offering will do to, to, to solve that. Um, so it's, it's you find that, you know, in, in different sales, if, if you're the client and you move to sales, it's a, it's a much easier transition than than if you just come into a new industry as a salesperson. Of course, of course. So, yeah, so at Covenant, what um, we went through the survey. Mm-hmm. You saw it outside, yeah, I right? Yeah, I was Very following along outside. I, what, what do you think? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, a couple of things, uh, shout out to me, was the number of, of touches prior to uh, a close. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be actually higher than it was. That The one person that put one in there. Oh yeah, yeah that's the guy with the little black book. That guy, yeah, he, just, know, right? he has, uh, you know, he's a one bullet kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Call me after this. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what did you? So when you you run a bunch of sales guys, a sales team, what on here is anything here troublesome to you? No, not uh, not at all. Um, again, I think our uh, touches on, on my team is probably more towards that fifteen number. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just a lot of things that go into play there uh, to create some relevancy for us, and and the relationship piece is big for me. Uh, so it's definitely on the um, on the further scale on that on the right. Yeah, definitely. I, and part of that, I think, on, on freight sales, uh, freight sales, is that it's hard to differentiate yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so basically, you're calling a shipper. Whether you buy the leads or you go on LinkedIn or whether you research it or you don't research it, they're getting sales calls all the time. They are, and, and it's basically brokers are saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how? What's the best way to really differentiate yourself from what everyone else is saying? Because everyone can everyone can say, oh, we have we have great capacity on the lane. Right. right? We have a ninety nine percent delivery. Right. And you say the same things, and you're like, no, I mean it. It doesn't really matter if, if you mean it or not because everyone else is, is giving them the same spiel. Yeah, well, I think it's it's um, very important to have confidence in your team that's behind you operationally to support the business that you're selling or soliciting. Uh, so going into those calls with that confidence, um, it really puts you ahead of the, and, and mm-hmm. sets you apart from the rest um, in most cases. So um, I think we have um, a lot of data to support our sales team. Uh, so they they're confident in going to those calls and knowing that uh, if they do and when they do close that sale on this phone call, they're going to come out of there with uh, with success story. 
So. What, what do you do with the with that tease customer, the one who just wants you to take him out to lunch all the time? They want the sports tickets, you know. They want uh, they yeah, just want you to wine yeah. and dine them, but they're never doing the business. But they they're convincing. They're like sociopaths, aren't they? I think they, they make are. You feel yeah. good until you pay the check, and then they're like, "All right, I gotta go. Okay, you gotta go. Okay, I, I'm not gonna take your phone calls anymore. Yeah. I, I got my dinner. I, I, I'm gonna ghost you. Yeah, you cut those guys off. <laughs> we've, we've all got those accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> uh, you do have to know when to uh, when to cut it off. Yeah, I mean, you can't uh, continue to run those dead leads and um, and um, uh, very, for very long, especially in today's environment. It's very important to move move on. What do you make? What, so what does a good pipeline look like? We were talking about how people view them, and most people who are doing it right are probably using some sort of CRM, which I imagine you guys are as yeah, well. Yeah, we do. We're, we're tied closely with a CRM. Um, I think it's a great tool. It's extremely valuable. Uh, it helps you stay organized, um, uh, which is very important in what we do today. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to be relentless in your pursuit of these uh, accounts that you're calling on prospect quickly uh, and move forward. You can't um, delay there. So fill your pipeline, keep it full, and continue to manage it. What are some of your favorite qualifying kind of parameters? I want to say questions because then it turns into interrogation. You know, how many how many shipments do you make yeah. a week? You know, there's there's certainly a better way to ask that question. But kind of what are your p- parameters? Do we have that, that slot? Oh. oh, we have a call. Sure. Hi, thank you. Hold on, let me make sure this is connected. I think we are. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a quick question for you guys. I am a senior in college, and I'm really thinking about getting in sales, but I just don't know how where I should start. You guys have any advice for me? Mm, interesting. You're just out of college. Are you taking any courses in, in freight or logistics, or are you just, you're just interested in getting into this 3PL and supply chain space? More just interested into in the logistics of it. Okay. Crazy man. Do you want to take yes, this? Yes, I know, right? Why? Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, this is a great business, and thank you for interest. I mean, um, one of the things, one of the reasons I got into uh, transportation, other than growing up into it, uh, it was I, it. It always uh, you always find your find your way. Um, trucking companies in general, or logistics companies, are always looking for good people, hardworking people, um, and they're everywhere. So uh, this is a business that will be around forever. I hope. Knock on wood here, but um, so you can always land on your feet. It's a good, secure job if you're working hard. So. Uh, there are um, a lot of resources out there available to you. Freight Waves is a great one, uh, so stay uh, stay in tune to those. And um, usually in um, career fairs and schools, I mean, we're very heavily involved in that. I know a lot of our competition is as well. Yeah, definitely. Is this what eight ten percent of GDP trucking is? So as you said, it's it's always going to be here. If it's not here, then we're all in a lot of trouble. One right. thing I will you say, know, too, nothing is, is going to get moved. And we, we just saw it happen on Friday with your team over at Covenant is that when people fall down in this business, not just trucking, oh, yeah. we hear about all these layoffs and stuff. There's usually another company there, and people are very happy to extend a hand and pick them back up. This happened with Coyote, and I know that Covenant had a pizza luncheon, and you extended jobs to a number of those Coyotes. So, you know, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you to yeah, you guys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you you have more people on your team now than than you did a week ago, right? We do. We're yeah. and we're growing. We're investing in our uh, our floor today, so we are a growing environment. And um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good setup for us. That's great. That's great. You, you have you guys have plenty of room to to grow. That's it's a great office. Yeah. It's, it's that whole top floor of single signal mill. Like Dooner was saying, I mean, it's a a very large industry that we're in, but it's a small world. So uh, you do help uh, help your. Um, your um, your teammates out. You also help those around you out. So it's a good family environment. I, I really enjoy it. We promised uh, Jamin Elvidrez that we would ask you a question yeah. about how many 
leads for a company your size? How many leads do you expect a rep to have in the funnel? And what, what does that kind of look like? So it varies uh, based on the rep. Um, we have some reps that are very organized in their funnel and it's very finely tuned. Um, and we have some that broadcast a wide net. Um, it works, it just depends on how you manage your, your business, but it can work for both. We have, a, we have another, another, call. another call. Hi, is this London? Hello? Hi, London? Hi. Oh, hi, how, how's it going? I don't okay. even know. All right, all right. All right, back to... Wow. <laughs> what do you say? I don't, I don't know. know. I hope he's okay. This I, is what I was afraid of coming to this Yeah, just getting a call like that. Well, I mean, I'm going to blow him, yeah, blow yeah, him up, blow right? Up. There we go. He's, he's out of the picture. So the funnel varies on that. So what do you ultimately look at? Because one of the questions here is very pertinent to what you do was, uh, what? how do you KPI your guys so or your team? What do you KPI to? Is it their amount of cold calls, their close ratio, their, their pitches, their cold emails? What do you value? What's your uh, hierarchy there? So definitely monitoring and measuring all of those items. Uh, cold calls is a, um, a measure of, of effort. Uh, and we follow that closely. Um, and then turning those cold calls and, and qualifying those into an opportunity uh, is, is another uh, form of metrics for us. But offering pricing uh, and presenting, which I took as the presentation mm -hmm. um, portion of that, is a, another big way that we, uh, we judge our success. Yeah, are the, the sales reps responsible for coming up with the pricing? Or no, you, you do pricing, we right? We do pricing, yes. Okay. It's that, a separate good. piece of ours. That's good. I, I, I Basically, I used to have to do my own pricing as well, and I will admit I was a, a horrible pricer. <laughs> I, I, I was. It was mostly well, flat. you want to separate too, the sales is, from pricing. I, you possible. do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, prefer, I, preferred, I would have preferred doing my own pricing. I hated having a pricing department. It was incredibly inefficient at the place I worked in because they were KPI to a standard of a 24-hour reversion, and you would mm -hmm. you would – Lose any trans? You could not get transactional business with a twenty-four hour turnover. Well, I had a thirty-second turnover, and it was Is always that, wrong. Well, well, yeah, okay. Well, at least you're, at least I mean, at least you're getting at least you're getting revenue at, at know, that right? point, right? Uh, Stephen Jack, Stephen, and I apologize if I don't get your name properly, but it's Stephen uh, Jacksey. He's uh, in customer solutions. He says, when pursuing new business, how do you get in the door without stalking the customer? Um. So you've, you've got to make yourself... That's assuming that there's something wrong with stalking the customer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, you've got to make yourself memorable and, and do it as quickly as possible. Don't be shy. Get out there. Make the phone call. Um, and it doesn't have to be a long conversation. Just be memorable um, and uh, continue to be... So relentless follow-up, that's the key to uh, closing sales in my book. Mm, you've got yeah. to be organized yeah. in your follow-up. Did you hear our quote at the beginning? It was from Jim Young in Boiler Room. Oh, I did hear that. He said, every sale yeah. is a close call. And he ends it by saying, now be relentless. That's it. I'm done. Be relentless, right? That's right. And that's inside you. That's up here. Yep. Nobody can really teach you that. You got to bring that out of your heart and you got to bring that out of your mind no to play that mental we'll game. Done. So yeah. on Jordan Belfort, right, the, the straight line selling system, and it's all about cold calling. One of the one of the things that stands out from, from that book is that in the first five or six seconds of a phone call, you have to be enthusiastic and smart as a tack. And, okay. and portray that, right, in, in your voice yeah. and in the, that first sentence that you utter. And then you get their attention, right? You exactly. Get attention, and then, you know, a hook is always good. 
So a lot of guys, people lead nervous though, and I think that that well, that offset yeah. when you in when you have the phone too, and you kind of get that weird pitch or the person yeah. who just wants to go right into their script. You know, like they may as well be an automated answering machine call because they just they just attack you. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. attack kinda you like with information. Asked to yeah. do a podcast and just throw a elevator pitch out there. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. But we yeah, only exactly. gave you thirty seconds. <laughs> a lot of sales guys will call you up and they'll There's go like on three for, minutes. We have potential guests sometimes call us up and they'll be like, "Yeah, we want to come on," but during this, they'll tell you what their company does, and if they go on for more than 90 seconds we usually i would be like no thank you yeah no. that'll be it's, a terrible it's, guest yeah yeah it's right you gotta punch it and punch out yeah yeah this is all about philosophy of sales not pitching your own product all right what about bernie suggs she asks i'm a businesswoman trying to get my business off the ground she needs some good advice and she has a face pump so i think she's she's running into some roadblocks so the first thing she probably needs is uh well a business an idea of what the business is right but I oh, guess also helps. just go out there and like if if she's doing um what is she doing what kind of business what kind of business are you doing Bernie <laughs> I don't know it says she works for a cleaning company so I'm assuming that she she cleans things but no, no matter oh. what you do you work for a cleaning company you sell cut cone knives whatever it is you need the leads right yeah you need the leads so so whether that's uh, a telephone book knocking on doors dirty going houses through LinkedIn yeah. yeah. You, nope. you, you can also fine. make a lot of excuses uh, yeah. not to yeah. make these phone calls, guys. Yeah. But, so, no, no, what I would do if I Which starting... takes a, as as much time and effort to make the excuses so, as it does just to make yep. the call. So here's what I so I yeah. talked to we talked to um what was it Andrew Leto right yeah and he said that he started Global Trans by going on eBay and looking at freight that weighed more than a hundred pounds because he knew that it would be very cost prohibitive for someone to obviously send that to the mail. He's like, that's not a mail packet, that's freight. So what I would do if I was starting a clean company in this day and age is I would go on Airbnb and I would look up properties because they need quick turnover times, right? Yeah, that's a that's great what, idea. That, that's what I would do, Bernie. And, and, and email every property yeah. owner. That, that would be my and lead. And say, hey, I, I can be your cleaning service. Yeah, I would Because they that. all use a cleaning service. I would do And I would also contact any realtors in your area as well because they often need cleaning services or people moving out need cleaning mm-hmm. services. So depending on how heavy duty you are, that's that's what I would do. So now someone go out there and send me, send me a commission. But do you guys agree with that? Is that what you would do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Good, good points of advice there. Yeah, and be relentless. Be re- yeah, per- persistence, relentless. You're going to be told no so many times that you just have to get to the point where I don't care. Hate the Spurs hat. Is that a San Antonio Spurs hat? Uh, no, it's a uh, Tottenham Hot Spurs hat. Oh, okay. All right, so he says, love the show so far, but he hates Patrick <laughs> does, but he hates the Spurs hat. Well, you know, <laughs> it is. I, I, it know, is what it is, It's right? a nice looking hat, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so what are some of your best, uh, when, when you're qualifying, when you guys are qualifying leads, what are the parameters that are, are, are most important in freight sales? So it's pretty simple to us. I mean, we're a large um, truckload provider, uh, offer uh, drive-in and, and refrigerated uh, truckload movements um, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's pretty easy to qualify uh, by asking the question of having, having truckload shipments. Uh, obviously, you want to know what um, what lanes, what are their heavier volume lanes, and, and you can get to that. But um, uh, just knowing that they have a truckload spend uh, is an easy qualifier mm-hmm. question for us. Yeah. yeah, we had that. I think we forgot to mention this one because we were running short on time to have you come in. So, it, And this was, what are some of the normal questions used to qualify new prospects? Thank you for picking up that thread. The, the biggest answer yeah. on there was number of loads per week and normal lanes. Um, so very sort of typical stuff a lot yeah. of guys want to lead with. That seems like there was one guy earlier before you came in, he said he was having issues getting, the, he was really going for the freight. And those are going for the mm-hmm. freight questions. Right. Those are, I want, 
I want you to buy freight for me. I want to yeah. buy you. Want to buy yeah. capacity? Yeah. What you can also do is, is call the sales department. Yeah. I used to do that from time to time. Hey, what's your best selling product? You know, are your customers everywhere? And you just, uh, you know, you just talk talk <laughs> for a couple minutes with salespeople, and then you you might call the shipping manager next, or you might wait a day or two. But you get all that intelligence. So if you know where they're shipping, course, yeah. you know where they're shipping, then you're going to come, and that counts as research. Yeah, Ben. My question for you is, for that guy who's always trying to sell the freight, he can't sell the freight. The guy's like, I'm good. My carriers are great. What do you do in that situation? Do you pivot them to another service that you guys may have? Try to keep that relationship? Um, where, where do you go from there with that? This guy said he was really frustrated. He's had about 10 touch points with someone, and he just can't get the freight. So we're pretty fortunate to have multiple people doing this role. Um, so I think that um, dusting off some of the older accounts or things that we've qualified in the past and just not been successful with, can give them a sense of confidence to call and say, hey, this is not a true cold call for us. We've done, we've talked before, um, and maybe it was really more just a, a relationship didn't match with the last person that was working with them. So I think those are some mm. things that work really well. Yeah. Interesting. You know. So I guess my last question, I guess, before we let you get out of the uh, the boiler room here, is you, you kind of just said it yourself. You begged the question. When a lead stays too long in someone's funnel, what are the parameters you guys use to give that to that other rep, to give someone else a shot for it, to give them those Glengarry leads? Yeah, so for ourselves specifically, we have uh, a certain amount of accounts that you can have protected. I think I spoke to that a minute ago. Uh, and then timelines within those accounts. So as they hit that date, they're out and they're free game. So you're hungry the hungry people out there, the newer reps that are typically coming onto the board, they're they're munching on those things and going to get it. So if you don't protect that business and close it within that time frame, you got to move on. Yeah, because it's out of here. Yeah, fill that funnel. Again. There it is. Yep. Right. Get rid of those leads. Fill them with new ones and and keep grinding on. Yeah. Yeah. Very and, good. Any lasting advice or how do people reach out to you? Uh, so you can reach out to me um, at uh, CovenantTransport.com, uh, B Kaplan at CovenantTransport.com, or on LinkedIn. Um, happy to help uh, anybody in the industry um, find their way. So just uh, give me a call or reach out anyway. Very good. Thanks. Thanks Very, for putting thanks, the best on coming on. We yeah, appreciate that, right? it. Thank Go you for coming by. Appreciate it. You bet. All right. Now it's time to get some of uh, our listener shout outs and everyone. Yes. Let's give back to the audience real quick. But before we do that, right, we have to do a little bit of the uh, the wall of shame. Yeah. So I get this interaction. We touched on it. Someone gets the connection with me. They, it was very short, very succinct. Okay, cool. And it's not that hard. I connect with anybody on LinkedIn. Not Timothy Dooner, D-O-O-N-E-R. Yeah. By the way, 4237... What is it? 710-9777. Connect with yeah. us live on the air. Uh, so this this girl sends this to me, and she, she gets through, and then she goes, Hi, Timothy. Have you ever wanted an all-inclusive platform but don't have one yet? Terrible opening line. Uh, that is horrible. Like, I, when have I ever thought that? All, what is an all-inclusive <laughs> platform? Yeah. You talk about abstract. Yeah, yeah. We have an answer to, to you, what you need. Please read the summary. Jeez, now I got to go to work here? I got to go to work. I got to go read your summary yeah, know, right? to get the vast advantages their platform offers below. Then let's talk. I would love to give you a demo. And then then it goes on for 10 more sentences talking about this technology group's functionality and drainage, transportation, delivering a cloud-based holistic solution, buzzword city. You say, oh, you're yeah. saying nothing. You're increasing nothing. visibility with your AI. You're telling me nothing. Nothing whatsoever. It's just all abstract. Here's the kitchen sink. We do everything. Yeah. Yeah. platform i mean what was it a diving board i i don't know it it's was just, it's uh, don't send it's those horrible. don't send those emails like right away like did, yeah 
tell someone you notice something they do or or how you can help them. Don't don't put some hypothetical question out there to me. Like I, I bet you've always been thinking about some all inclusive platform. I know. I, I just haven't. That has not been I happening. Know. We're, we're shipping this podcast by truck everywhere, I guess. Or oh. intermodal. I mean, hey. What freight do you have? Yeah. All right, here's some shout-outs. Ken Daniel, Vice President and General Manager at Dependable. He wrote, I just watched your podcast from yesterday. It was excellent. Great topic. Very informative. Thank you for putting together such a great podcast, Ken. Right? Very good. Thanks, Ken. We appreciate that reaching out. Uh, Austin Helms. So we had talked about I know, that's the good. value. Right. Of cleaning a mailing list, right? Yes. Because if you don't do it, you, you're going, if you just buy a bunch of garbage leads off the internet or you're just ripping so out bounce. of a CRM, yeah, this will happen. If you if you become the marketing manager or the sales manager, you're administering the email list. What you want to do is just pull that whole thing out, send it off to a company that can look at it uh, because it's a nice meal. We'll mention it one more time. One more yeah, free yeah, time for you. Know. It's Zero Bounce. Austin Helm from there said, I heard your podcast and wanted to thank you. For the mention, we had an inbound client come to us and tell them that they heard about it on this very show. Sponsors, be yes. wise, right? Very wise, yeah. No, we're giving the we're giving the uh, real it, advice it, here. It really is. <laughs> it is. Uh, Kenneth Cowell. You know, and we've seen him on the battlefield. He uh, he said he came across the new show. He loved it. Just a reminder about just a. I remember what? our conversation. Sorry, I can't read. I remember <laughs> our conversation about email strategy, oh. and our approach is similar. Keep up the good work. If I can help in any way, please let me know. Um, amazing. And he said if he's in, if he comes down to Freight Alley, he'd love to come yeah, on the definitely. air. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I talked to him a couple years ago. And we've just uh, kept in touch. This guy, Connor, he said, can you show me what a great LinkedIn post would look like to generate inbound leads? Well, and this is what we're going to do. So yeah. we are going to come up with our top 10 rules, basically, for writing really compelling content on social media. We're going to put it out. You're going to download it by filling out one of our lead forms. Oh, and you'll be on our magnet. email distribution <laughs> list. And you'll see the process from start to finish of how to collect your leads. That's good stuff. Keith, yeah. Keith Lequar, Senior Marketing Communication Leader, uh, also an adventure sneaker, adventure seeker, not sneaker, <laughs> adventure, I can't read, adventure seeker and dog lover. He said, uh, I enjoyed listening to your podcast this morning on the way to work. Keep up the great work. Can we connect? Of course we can. See, that's a great connection, you it, know? It really is. What did he do? He complimented me. Yeah, I know, right? Connect, of course I'm going to connect with that yeah. guy. <laughs> that's a good way to get your leads though reach it out really to people is. and just mention something they did and like I said yeah, not everyone hook. does a podcast right but people they have speaking engagements that you want to talk mm -hmm. to they have uh, they write articles a lot of people yeah. these days write articles and they publish them on either LinkedIn or Medium mm -hmm. go seek those out Google the people you're looking for Everyone knows you're going to get a little bit cyber stocked. And the thing is, if you don't have much of a cyber trail, especially if you're in sales or marketing, you're, you don't have that much of an identity. So start creating one. Very, very wise. Steve Casson from Kingsgate Logistics. Love those guys. He yeah. wrote, uh, I take you saw, saw me creeping on your LinkedIn. Here's another thing. Some people get afraid. They're like, oh, he's got in. I, I don't want to crawl around on there. Dude, that's those. I look at those as leads. Whenever I see, I, I check my link, my in mm -hmm. every day to see who's been on my page. Oh, and yeah. it tells you underneath if you're connected or not. Yeah. And if not, you hit connect. I just hit connect. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean, we're we're on LinkedIn to grow our network. Yeah. So please connect with us. Yeah, I'm definitely. Not... <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I love. But this, yeah, there's nothing awkward. It's not like fa I think some people think it's like Facebook, where like mm -hmm. if you don't really know the person that well, is it awkward or anything? Like, no. All you need on LinkedIn is really to know someone's name. Most people are gonna, and if they don't, you don't even know. You're gonna forget, especially yeah. if you're sending out a lot of connections. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ken Daniel, that was that here. Here we already got to him. Um, 
Jason Ickert. Oh, he's going to come on soon, oh, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. He wrote he's out, thanks for the shout out, guys. Great kickoff episode to a new show. Looking forward to more. Jameson Gofort said he finished it this morning on his drive-in. Great stuff, my man. We have to get some pronunciation work to do, <laughs> but I appreciated the shout out. Did I get that right this time? Jameson Goforth. I think maybe I called oh, yeah, him James no. last time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ah. Amanda Lucas said, hi, guys. Entertaining and informative. Thank you for the great show. Subscribe. And what was cool about a lot of these is that you noticed we were both getting the same We were, yeah. So they're, they're sending uh, the same messages to, to, to both of us, and that's fine, too. Yeah. Right? I, I'm not offended by you copy and pasting. No. You know. You I know, expect to, to, it. Yeah. I actually I, am in. I'm, I, I, it's too much work to have two unique. Yeah, emails I mean, for the same show. Right? Yeah, you, you don't know? have to be like, I like yeah. this specific quote that Kevin said and yeah, then give me my right? own. We don't. It's, it's not that great. Yeah, uh, Eric Towies, CTB, he's an efficient business leader, mm-hmm. third party logistics industry. He said he really enjoyed this. Keep up the great content. Uh, Joe Lynch said, "Wow, thank you for the shout out on the show. Yeah. Great first podcast." Aaron Dunn also thanked us for the shout out. Robert Bain, great show. LFG, which is let's <laughs> go. Um, Valerie McSweeney, here's an example yeah, of one. So yeah. Valerie, Vice President Eastern Region at McTrans, she said, uh, Hi, Timothy, just watch Put That Coffee Down on Freight Sale. She really enjoyed it. She would love to connect. Cheers, Valerie. She said this, She sent the same thing to you. Yeah, ex- exactly the same thing, which is good. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Yeah. Michael LeBlanc, uh, owner at Newden Logistics Services, says, Great show. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Michael uh Tony Weaver, he wrote one to you. He said, uh, hey, Kevin, my name is Tony Weaver. I'm an agent oh, yeah. for Bennett. Really appreciate you and the team from Freight Waves coming down. Yeah, so so Saturday we were down doing a panel discussion for the Bennett International uh, Corporate Meeting in, down in Atlanta and, and met a lot of great freight agents. Um, basically, I plugged the show down there. And, wow. uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time. And, and thanks to, to, to Bennett for, for having us down. And, and certainly if David Carpenter especially is ever <laughs> is ever in Chattanooga, or next time he's in Chattanooga, he is he is more than welcome to come join us. He's, he's a, a great, he's like a football coach. He's talking about a motivator. Wow, and even Brian, see, like these things come in in real time. You're hearing yeah, yeah, those exactly little buzzes. Right. But uh, Brian Gibala, and I hope I'm not saying this wrong, he's a national account manager at LTI Trucking Services. He said he filled out the survey last night and enjoyed the show today. First time listener, I'll be back for more. Hey, thanks a lot, awesome. Brian. Um, love the show. And Patrick O'Laughlin, uh, Chief Operating Officer at Regiment Logistics. He yeah. said, love the show and thank you for answering my questions. Looking forward to next week's show. Can we connect? Absolutely. Right here. Yes. I'm hitting the check mark. Right here. I'm hitting the check mark. Love it, guys. Thank you so much for reaching out. We appreciate it. Kevin, before we go, we're going to add even more value. Kevin has a brief book review. I do, yes. So basically, this is Made to Stick. And it's a book I read about seven or eight years ago. It's, it's really about marketing and communications. And it, it, it really lays out the, the guidelines or the principles for how to get your message across. And, and basically, it means that any novice who follows these six principles that I have written down right here... Oh. Um, it performs better than any expert that's that's not using it. So, these are the keys to a successful message that sticks in people's mind long after you quit talking. I suppose. Right? Okay. So it's got to be simple. It's got to be unexpected. So there's got to be some kind of a twist that that oh. tricks your mind. Like a good joke. A good joke. Exactly yeah. right. Um, cor- concrete. No abstract words. Like. You know, unlimited platform, you know. Yeah. You know, tell me exactly what it is. Yeah. And and then I can I can connect the dots. It's gotta be credible. 
right? It's got to it's it's got to pull on emotions. It's got to be some kind of emotional mm. kind of response by the person, and it's got to be framed in a story. So people people remember stories, right? They don't remember facts and figures, but if you tell a story about those facts and figures, people will always remember that. Mm. And basically, it dives into. Uh, chapter after chapter of those six principles and how to apply them, and it gets pretty granular in there. And it's it's one of the the, the best books on on sales and marketing I I think I've ever read. So basically, <laughs> terrific stuff. I, I want to think. send this to somebody. Okay, you want to send it to somebody. I, I want to send it to somebody. Who okay, we. So how should we go about doing this? Should we have them because people are watching on multi different platforms? Should yeah. we have them tweet at us or email us or and we'll just do a drawing? How are we going to go about it? I don't know. Let's do a drawing. Let's do a drawing. Oh, cool. Let's, Let's do, a drawing. do a drawing. So you can get us on any method. You can leave a comment here on whatever stream you're watching. You can uh, share the show out and tag us. You can tweet at me at yeah. Timothy Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. You can connect with either of us. Let us know you wanted the show. You want to be in the drawing. Whatever it is, let us know. All you got to do is interact. We'll pick somebody. We'll send it yeah. to you. I'll send you a What the Truck shirt. Speaking of what the what truck, the truck. what the truck will be on 1 p.m. live on uh, Friday. It's also on yes. at two o'clock after this, right after the show, directly after we leave this booth. Hang around. Don't close the channel on the live stream. Anthony Smith, chief economist, he will be doing freightonomics for all of you. He he will, and he's got an all star cast today. I mean, oh. I think he's got like five guests cycling in talking about the freight markets nice. and what we can expect for 2020. That's awesome stuff. Subscribe to this show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world or subscribe to FreightCast. Get every single show, including Kevin's Great Quarter. Guys, download FreightWaves TV app. It's free, guys. Make the switch. Put on your office. You can watch all day. Uh, and then I guess we'll see you back here because we're running late. Yes. We'll see you back here at 2 p.m. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. next Wednesday. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Love Eastern, doing the show. Eastern time. This is, this is a great show. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Thanks.